0: in today's video i want to speak about something that i don't think i've spoken about before i want to share a social trend i've noticed i want to share a unique challenge unique social problem that i see all around me that i see getting worse and one that i've noticed in particular among male retroactive jealousy sufferers over many many one-on-one coaching calls my name is Zachary Stockhill from retroactivejealousy.com and since 2013 I've been helping men and women from all over the world overcome retroactive jealousy, overcome obsessive jealousy and often save their relationships. If you'd like to work with me one-on-one or you'd like more information about my work, please visit my website at retroactivejealousy.com. I'll also mention that my brand new collection, My Sequel series of guided meditations, it's called Beyond Retroactive Jealousy, more guided meditations is out right now. This is an all-new collection of downloadable audio recordings designed specifically for retroactive jealousy sufferers in the latter stages, in the advanced stages, you might say, of overcoming retroactive jealousy. Beyond Retroactive Jealousy is available right now, and you can find all the details at retroactivejealousy.com or click the link in the description of this video. I often get asked about the differences between, let's say, male retroactive jealousy sufferers and female retroactive jealousy sufferers. You know, what are the common trends, what are the common problems, what are the common distinctions um, between the sexes, as it were? And often, you know, I have different thoughts on that. And there are some, you know, widely different or generally different challenges that I find more common, for example, in female retroactive jealousy sufferers or in male retroactive jealousy sufferers. But overall, there's far, far, far more overlap, more commonalities then there are differences between, let's say, the typical woman's experience of retroactive jealousy and the typical man's experience. However, there are some important differences or some important trends, some notable trends that I've noticed over my, God, I think eight years or more working particularly on this issue over many hundreds of one-on-one coaching calls with many male retroactive jealousy sufferers as well as many female retroactive jealousy sufferers. And one trend that I have noticed among the guys struggling with this problem Is loneliness and when I say loneliness I mean many males many guys struggling with retroactive jealousy don't seem to have a broad support network they don't have a lot of friends some of them don't have any friends now this can be heartbreaking for me to hear when I'm really you know especially if I establish kind of a longer coaching relationship with one of my clients where you find out that he's really got no sounding boards in his life other than his significant other and that's a real serious problem when you're depending on one person and by the way whether you're male or female i think this is dangerous when you're depending on one person to fulfill all of your social needs to be your parent and your co-parent and your sexual co adventurer your lover and your psychiatrist and your therapist and your personal chef and your personal trainer and your cheerleader and your coach and on and on and on and on when you're putting sort of all of your social eggs in one basket this can really exacerbate underlying tensions in the relationship which isn't always good and it often puts a tremendous amount of pressure on that relationship that wouldn't otherwise be there and obviously putting all this extra pressure on the relationship can cause all kinds of problems such as retroactive jealousy to be absolutely clear i am not saying that you know you don't have any friends and that's why you have retroactive jealousy no that's not what i'm suggesting However, I do believe that for many people, it is absolutely a contributing factor because the anxiety, the tension, the fear of loss surrounding your relationship will no doubt be much worse, much higher, the more you're struggling with retroactive jealousy and the more you're putting pressure on one person, your significant other, to basically represent your entire social life. In my own life, you know, this was a a lesson that I learned, I'd say in particular in my mid-20s because in my first serious relationship, I made all of the classic mistakes. I really overvalued my partner in the sense that, you know, I elevated her to be something that she wasn't and that no one could be. You know, I was so head over heels in love, I was kind of doing the whole pedestal thing, which is a, a big mistake we can talk about another time. I was neglecting my friendships. You know I wouldn't go get a beer and you know, watch the game with my buddies anymore. I'd make excuses to, to not go out and meet new people and expand my social network. You know, I was putting all of my social eggs in one basket which obviously created all kinds of problems in the relationship, which is no good for anyone, wasn't good for me, wasn't good for my partner. And in some sense, it created a you know, sort of fertile landscape for retroactive jealousy to grow. Because again, when we talk about retroactive jealousy, what are we talking about? Feelings of anxiety, intrusive thoughts, tension, fear, You know, these common experiences. And obviously, when you're elevating someone unduly in your life, When you are putting all of your social eggs in one basket, obviously you're creating an environment for all these fears, all these anxieties, all this worry to be much, much worse. And frequently I found dealing with male coaching clients, they don't have good friends because sometimes I'll be on a coaching call with someone and the guy will tell me a very kind of mundane detail about his relationship. He'll share something that isn't particularly provocative or, or even that interesting really you know, a kind of minor detail about his relationship and he'll say, I've never told that to anyone. I've never shared this with anyone. And I'll say, really? Like seriously? And, and quite frequently the response is, yeah, I don't have anybody I can talk to about this stuff. I can't talk to my wife about this obviously, and that's probably a good thing, but I've got no one in my life as kind of a sounding board as a bit of a reality check. I've got no guys in my life in particular who can fill that role and male loneliness is a trend that is not limited to retroactive jealousy sufferers there's all kinds of data and research out there that proves in general now obviously it's generalization but bear with me in general men are lonelier as a sex than women in general of course there are exceptions but in general women are a little better at maintaining their social connections at broadening their base of support at building new social networks, at maintaining and nurturing long-standing friendships. In general, the research indicates that women are at least slightly better than men at this over long periods of time. Look at the suicide rate. Men kill themselves at a far higher rate than women, you know. And we don't like to talk a lot about male problems in the society, but there are certain problems, certain trends that generally men struggle with more than women. But of course, by the way, I've spoken to many female retroactive jealousy sufferers who speak about a similar sense of loneliness, about a similar sense of kind of isolation, about a similar sense of not really having anyone in their life that they can talk to and just share the kind of details about their life and relationship that would be useful to share, to get some feedback, to get some clarity, and crucially, to get some perspective. Now, to be absolutely clear, I love filling this role in men's lives i love being the sounding board i love being the coach i absolutely love my job i love my work i've helped some clients achieve some pretty extraordinary results i'm very proud of what i do and i love what i do but at the same time i want my male clients as well as anyone watching this video who, who needs to hear it you know expand your social network maintain those old friendships seek out new friendships seek out a broader base for support seek out a broader base that you can socialize with and have some of your social needs met by people who aren't your partner. Because I get it. Again, I used to do this myself, and at the same time, I'm an introvert, okay? Like, I love my alone time. That's very important, that's not gonna change. And at the same time, I know that I need social connections, I need a social life, I need to cultivate friendships, I need to build new friendships, especially because I've traveled so much over the past 10 years or whatever. You know, I need to actively play a part in expanding my social network maintaining and cultivating new friendships just yesterday I had a full schedule I've got all kinds of stuff to do I've got to record videos I've got a coaching call at night I've got this and that but I pushed myself to have lunch with a close friend of mine because it's been a while and I know that in general this is a good thing for me this is a good thing for my mental health and it's a good thing for my relationship because I'm maintaining a social life distinct from my partner I'm taking some of the sort of pressure in a certain sense off of my partner to represent my entire social life. So what's the takeaway from this video? Seek out a broader base of support. Seek out a social network. Maintain your friendships, particularly your older friendships. Cultivate new friendships. You know, don't get lazy in your relationship and thinking, you know, you're probably thinking, oh, I don't need to socialize. And again, it's so tempting because you meet this incredible person. Maybe you have all kinds of things in common with them. And it's very easy to neglect your social life because you're, you feel like you're getting so many of your social needs met by just one person, you know? And that's a beautiful thing, but it also represents a danger. And again, it represents a danger if you're at all on the retroactive jealousy spectrum, shall we say, if you're at all one of these people, like me, like you maybe, who, are, who have had problems with jealousy and obsessive thoughts in the past. You don't wanna create an environment where those thoughts can take over and fester and become much worse because there's this underlying tension, this underlying extreme fear of loss, this underlying anxiety, about losing your entire social network, if your relationship were to not work out. By the way, another thing I've noticed, another trend I've noticed working with men, so many men over the years, one-on-one in, in one-on-one coaching, is a lot of guys, the friends they do have, really aren't their friends. And this is, again, very heartbreaking to hear sometimes, because you, you speak to these guys and sometimes they'll open up about their friendships and stuff, and you realize the friends they think they have aren't real friends. And in terms of how to really know if someone's really your friend, I think that the psychologist and bestselling author Jordan Peterson put this best. Seek out people who want the best for you genuinely. Are they happy for you when you accomplish something? Are they happy for you when you're happy? Or are they always trying to sort of knock you down a peg? Are they always trying to make sure you don't rise too far above your designated station in their eyes? Or are they kind of glad on some level when things aren't going so well in your life? Is there kind of a glint in their eye that suggests that they're glad that you're not doing better than they are seek out people who actually want the best for you and unfortunately you know sometimes you have to cut some people loose i've had to do this a couple times in my own life where i i had a friend who it turned out you know really wasn't my friend anytime i was happy it seemed like it wasn't entirely happy for my happiness and this was a trend i realized pretty shortly this is a deeply miserable deeply unhappy person who i'd be best to cut out from my life. So seek out friendships, build new friendships, cultivate close friendships, and don't put all of your social eggs in one basket. Don't make your partner the center of your entire social life. Don't neglect broadening your base of support. Thanks for listening to the Zachary Stockhill Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. To learn more about my work on jealousy, relationships, and more, please check out my YouTube channel at Zachary Stockhill. For information about my online courses, books, and coaching service, please visit my website at retroactivejealousy.com.